Good evening, everybody. How are you? Hope you're doing well tonight. We have a special shiur for you tonight. Not so much a official, formal class, but just to go over some ideas about Purim this coming year. Tavshin Pei Aleph 5781. As we know, Purim is just around the corner and uh, different in two aspects than compared to other years. One is that it falls out on a Friday. Rarely does it actually fall out on a Friday. So there are certain halachot that we'd like to go over to uh, help us uh, go through the holiday when it comes to the differences as Purim falls out on Friday. And of course, probably front and center is that we are still in the midst of a pandemic, COVID-19. One can argue that this pandemic started around Purim, fond memories of uh, Purim last year, probably the last time the whole community here in Toronto got together to celebrate uh, as one. It was shortly after that when we were put in lockdown and uh, things changed drastically. Our neighbors to the south in the United States, New York, already they were dealing with the um, the effects of the pandemic already with Purim. So this is now round two that we have to go through this holiday with some restrictions. And of course, we hope that we can maybe clear clarify some things. A lot of people have approached me with some questions uh, with regarding to the various mitzvot that, that we do on the holiday. I hope to cover them tonight. This is not a Hilchot Purim class. That will take a lot longer than the time uh, that I allotted for this. But uh, just specific, specifically focusing on the situations that will arise as a result of Purim falling on a Friday and the fact that we are still battling COVID-19. Um, after that, when I'm done, we will uh, we'll have a question and answer. I'll open it up for people that have any questions. If for whatever reason it's not clear, feel free. We can ask them questions and, I, and I'll answer. Um, so let's just get right into it, shall we? The first thing that when we think of the holiday of Purim is actually going to take place prior to Purim, which is the mitzvah of reading or hearing Parashat Zachor. This coming Shabbat is Parashat Terumah, that's the weekly parasha, and is also the Shabbat before Purim, where is one of, where the Torah where we're commanded to read and listen to Parashat Zachor. It is rare that it falls out on Parashat Terumah, but what this year everything is rare. And um, what are some of the laws that are associated with this? So we know according to most poskim, it is a biblical command to listen to this uh, this parasha. And therefore, a lot of people make extra effort to come to Beth Knesset to be part of a minyan to listen to the parasha. Many women also, as well, make extra effort to come to the minyan to listen to the parasha of Zachor Malek. <clears throat> and really, that's what we should do. Uh, now that the Minyanim are still open, thankfully, okay, we should do whatever we can to listen to this parasha with a Minyan. Now, a person who is in quarantine or is sick with COVID 
and he is stuck in his home, he really has two options in front of him that he can do. One, he can actually fulfill the mitzvah, according to many, many halachic authorities, he could fulfill the mitzvah by listening to the reading on Purim. <clears throat> on Purim, we read the Torah, and we read about the war that Amalek waged against the Jewish people. And there are many poskim that hold that just by listening to that, parasha, you are, you are in essence remembering Amalek. And that's because uh, that's, that's what they did. They, they fought the Jewish people on their, when, they left, uh, when they left Egypt. So if for whatever reason you are not able to come to synagogue this week because you are in uh, quarantine or you are suffering from COVID, but you are able to go to synagogue on Purim, that is one ap- uh, option is that when you hear the parashah on Purim, you have in mind what you missed on, on, in, in this week's, this week's parashah Shabbat Zachor. But many people are very adamant to listen to the actual parashah of Zachor. They're very adamant. And now I can't attend this week's, uh, para, uh, this week's synagogue attendance for Shachrit, for whatever reason. So what do you do? So if you have access to a kosher Sefer Torah, then you open up the Sefer Torah and you read the parashah of Zachor. It's found in parashat Kitetze. You read it. And you don't say any berachot, you have no minyan, you just read Zachor, et you read the passage, three pesukim, and you fulfill your obligation. Most people don't have, an ac- don't have access to a kosher sefer Torah in their home, so they should at least read the parashah of Zachor from Ahumash. Can at least read parashah of Zachor from Ahumash, and, and, and this is a situation given that they're stuck at home. Nonetheless, there is a way out. A way out, and our rabbis talk about this, that come the summertime, late summer, uh, specifically the Shabbat Parashat Kitetze, which falls this year on August the 21st, I believe, that when we get to that parasha, you have in mind that you're fulfilling the mitzvah of Zachor with that Torah reading. So if for whatever reason you didn't you didn't hear it this week and uh, you couldn't get into, you couldn't get a Sefer Torah you don't have a Chumash whatever reason come late summer hopefully this entire COVID nineteen business will be finished we'll all come together in Bet Knesset and when the Chazan of your Bet Knesset is reading the Parashah of Zachor you have in mind listening to him I'm have I'm listening and I'm making up for what I missed back in February in Puri. So those are the options that a person has when it comes to uh, when it comes to Zachor specifically. <clears throat> Again, we'll take some time at, well, at the end when we're all done, we'll take some time for some questions. If people have some questions, be glad to answer them. Okay, moving on to Purim, to the holiday of Purim. We know that there are four essential mitzvot of the holiday. We have the Megillah reading, we have the Seuda of Purim, we have Mishlach Manot and Matanot Levyonim. Okay, so we'll start with Megillah, the Megillah reading. This is probably the one that I've been asked the most about. The, the, the mitzvah is again both for men and women to hear the Megillah both during the day, both at night and during the day. Yes, women are obligated since they were part of the miracle. The Esther HaMalka was essential 
in the bringing about the salvation, and as well, the women were also subjugated to Haman's decrees. So therefore, they are obligated to listen to the Megillah. And of course, the big question is, the people that are stuck at home, people that are home because of illness or because of quarantine. So the She'ela is, can they listen to the Megillah by Zoom? All right. So I've had this question many times over the last couple of weeks. I've pushed off a lot of people saying, telling them to wait till tonight to listen to, uh, to what I'm going to say. I want you to know, I want to start off by saying that this wasn't easy. This wasn't an easy suck. You should know that there are literally um, hundreds of rabbis that talk about this and on all, all sides of the spectrum. Okay, um, those that are totally, totally forbidding hearing the Megillah by Zoom, and then there are those that are allowing it. Um, I I did my research. I looked up. I read Teshuvot. I read Responsa by rabbis. Um, it goes as far back to Rav Moshe Feinstein, who spoke about hearing the Megillah via recording when he was alive in the eighties. Um, till today, where it's more in person, quote-unquote, with Zoom. So let me, let me say the following. The clear majority of halachic authorities do not consider halachically adequate uh, a Megillah heard over the phone or online or via Zoom. Let, let's just put that out there. That's what majority of the people of the poskim hold. There is a minority opinion that does allow for this, provided that the reading is live and not pre-recorded. If it's pre-recorded, it will pose a problem, but we'll talk about that as well. Um, now, there is a halachic principle, and I saw this written down by the great Rav Herschel Schachter, who, who says that we can rely on a minority opinion under... Um, extenuating circumstances, pressing need. In Hebrew, we call that sha'at hadchak. And therefore, a minority opinion can be followed when there's a sha'at hadchak, kediyavad. Like, uh, like, obviously not primarily a person should do it, but b'sha'at hadchak, if that's your only option, then that's what you should do. So, this is what I'm going to say. And again, this is my opinion. Again, there are probably a lot of other rabbis in this city, in this community, that may say differently. But this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say the following. If you're able to hear the Megillah in person with a minyan, or a gathering of up to 10 people, or whatever the, the government allows at that certain time, that abides by Ontario's lockdown rules on both Purim night and day, then... We encourage you to do so. That's what you have to do. Uh, if due to COVID-19, you are not able to leave your home, and but you have a kosher Megillah, you have a kosher Megillah at home, but you're not able to leave your home, then it's acceptable, in my opinion, to follow a Zoom recording, or even one that is pre-recorded, and to recite the Megillah along with the Baal Koreh. 
So, for example, if you want to go on YouTube and you want to hear the Megillah on YouTube that's pre-recorded and you have a kosher Megillah, you have a kosher Megillah in front of you, you can recite the Berachot before the Megillah, not the ones afterwards, and read with the pre-recorded, read word for word, Vahi bimei achashverosh, hu achashverosh, you have a kosher Megillah and you will fulfill the Megillah, the reading of the Megillah, no problem. You have a kosher Megillah in front of you, even though it's pre-recorded, and for sure, a guy, if he's reading it over the phone or on a, on a, Zoom, uh, on a Zoom conference. Um, listening with a kosher Megillah through a, Zoom, uh, through a record, pre-recorded YouTube video, that's not good. So even if you have a kosher Megillah but, and you're listening to the guy on YouTube sing the Megillah and just listening, that's not good. You have to read it from the Megillah in order to fulfill that. Now, what if you don't have a kosher Megillah? So if you're unable to attend in person uh, or because you are in quarantine or because you have contracted the virus and uh, we wish you refuah shalema and you don't have a kosher Megillah on hand, then you can follow the Megillah via Zoom, via Zoom transmission that will be arranged by our synagogue. We will have uh, one set up during the night and one set up during the day. I want to emphasize, and again make this very clear, that under normal circumstances, hearing the Megillah via Zoom is not ideal. And uh, the Psak is only for this year because of the Shat Hatchak, the circumstances that COVID-19 has created specifically for the people who are stuck at home. And again, I repeat that, specifically for the people who are stuck at home. My ruling does not apply to people who simply wish to stay home for their own convenience. It does not apply. If you are perfectly fine going about to the supermarket, to go about to supermarkets to buy your groceries, or to go to a hardware store or Dollarama, then the synagogue is no different. And you should attend the synagogue. Synagogues are open. We are doing our utmost to make it work for people in a safe manner. Baruch Hashem, we have multiple minyanim all around the building following all the safety protocols. So if you are not in quarantine and you do not have the virus, then you come to synagogue because you're not going to be Yotzei just by listening on Zoom. My psak to allow Zoom, as is with other uh, Rabbanim who are permitting this under the extenuating circumstances and the Shatat Chak are for people that are stuck at home in quarantine for whatever reason because because they were in contact with someone who tested positive or for sure Lokolshekin, someone who actually has the virus. So let me summarize. Generally healthy individuals should attend public Megillah readings as usual in synagogue where the community is doing whatever they can, uh, employing proper precautions to make sure that the Megillah runs smoothly. Those who are not sick, but are not attending a public reading uh, because um, they were in contact with someone, okay, um, or um, then, they, then they should stay home via Zoom as we spoke about. Now, what happens if a person deems himself high risk? It's a question that comes up. High risk, right? I'm afraid. 
if, if you're a person who is really, really afraid and therefore you don't go to supermarkets, you get other people that come and do your shopping for you, your children do it, then that would be permitted to listen to the Zoom, uh, to the Zoom conference or again an online reading, assuming it's uh, alive. It's probably even better, however, to arrange a private Megillah reading. There are a lot of people, uh, it's amazing, I'm hearing so many volunteers there of, of people willing to go out to people's homes from a distance and read the Megillah for some people. So if you can arrange that, it's even better than a Zoom. Um, but but again, it's all up. It's it's to the person and what he feels. If he's if he's ill, and he's suffering from COVID, or he's stuck in quarantine, uh, and he has to remain in isolation and he cannot come to shul because that's what the rules dictate. Then ideally, you should have a kosher megillah in hand. And read it audibly, read it word by word, like we said, either assisted by uh, an electronic reading, read it word by word, and those who cannot do it, he can still fulfill his obligation via live Megillah reading by phone or uh, or online. Okay, so again, that sock is specifically for the people that are in quarantine, in isolation, or suffering from COVID-19. Again, if you have any questions or if you need clarifications, we'll wait. We'll wait till the end of the um, of the class. Um, moving to the Seuda, the Seuda Purim. So the issue here is more the Friday, the fact that Purim falls out on a Friday, and we know that we need to have an appetite for Shabbat. We need to have an appetite for Shabbat. Someone called me, wasn't sure. Do we have the Seuda on Friday? Do we have a maybe it gets pushed off to Monday? I don't know. Well, what do we do? Push off to Sunday. When should we add the Seudat Purim? So there's no question the Seudat has to be on Friday. That's for sure. It has to be on Friday. But when do we do it in order not to inhibit one's appetite going into Shabbat? So according to many of the Mekubalim, uh, including the Rashash, the Kafahaim, and others, they write that the, it's best to have the Seudat Purim on Friday in the morning. In the morning. In fact, they used to have their seuda always in the morning. Whether, whether it fell on Friday or didn't, they always had their seuda in the morning. Um, and that is indeed what Chacham Ovadia Yosef writes, which is to have the seuda Purim in the morning following the Shachrit and the reading of the Megillah. Now, what do we mean when we say morning? So it means any time in the morning. Morning means bef- any time before Chatzot Hayom, before, uh, before noon. Um, I believe... Noon is a twelve thirty on uh, on on Purim day. I double check that, but uh, any time before that would be considered morning. So you would wash your hands, you would have a meal, and that would con- constitute um, fulfilling the mitzvah of Seudat Purim. Now, many people are not used to having a lavish meal in the morning. It's difficult. Right, you want to have basar, you want to have yain. To have that at ten o'clock in the morning, it's not uh, not so pashut. Uh, timing presents a difficulty. Then at least, like we said, try to have it before hatzot, before midday. Maybe lunchtime is better. If ten o'clock is too hard, maybe eleven o'clock, maybe twelve o'clock. So before hatzot, before midday, that's what a person should uh, strive for. You know, especially that people are be, are delivering mishloach manot and matanot la'evyonim during the daytime. So we're going to talk about it. That has to be done during the daytime. So therefore, in such a case, a person should try to have his seudah before midday. What if that's too difficult? 
What if I can't if I can't manage before midday before Hatzot? Then one has until the afternoon to eat his meal. Now the Mishnah Berurah, the Hafez Chaim, is extremely lenient, and he says that really technically a person has until sundown. He has up until sunset to 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 fulfill the seudah of Purim. The problem is, and he writes even on a Friday. He says even on a Friday you could do it. The problem is again you ruined your appetite for Shabbat. And we have a separate halacha that states that a person should not be having any major food following uh, the time of Mincha, Mincha Ketana, which is at 3.44 p.m. So at that time, 3.44 p.m., that's really when a person should stop eating his meal on Seudat Purim in order to leave ample time to... I guess, regain your appetite in time for Shabbat. Let's not forget, there's this whole concept of Onik Shabbat that we have to enjoy our meals. So again, um, in worst case scenario, a person has until sunset, but preferably a person should have the Seuda in the morning. And if one cannot do in the morning, then he should try to do it before midday, Chatzot. And again, when I say before, when I say try to do it, it means you just got to start it. You just got to start your Seuda. By before Chatzot. And if that's difficult, then you can do it in the afternoon, but again, early as possible, trying, trying to end by Mincha Ketana, which is 344. Again, what constitutes a meal? Really just bread. Bread is what constitutes a meal. And we know we all have a custom to have basar, veyain, uh, meat, wine, or whatever, um, whatever you enjoy. So that is where the, where, there is one difference when it comes to Erev Shabbat Purim. Mishloach Manot and Matanot Laevyonim can only be fulfilled on Purim Day. So this is where COVID will apply. COVID tells us that there are social distancing rules. We know that. We're living with it every day. It's, almost, it's, it's, it's over a year now with social distancing. And we have to understand that it is it is a law, and we should try we should we should not try we should avoid social gatherings or close proximity to those who are outside your immediate family when delivering mishloach manot or even having your purim seuda. So there are many ways we could go about the mitzvah of mishloach manot. For one. You can take the Mishloach Manot and you can place it on the front steps of the person you want to give it to. Alright, so placing the Mishloach Manot on the steps is called it's Kinyan Chatser. It's the, the idea that the yard or the house accepts the transfer for the Baal Abayit. So you don't necessarily have to put it into the hands of the Baal Abayit, although it's always best to do that, but you can understand that because of COVID, people might be a bit hesitant to accept things from uh, someone's hands directly. So putting it by the doorstep is okay. Now, let me remind you that Mishloch Manot only requires that you send two food items to one person. That's it. One person. Mishloch Manot Ish Lere'ehu. Two items, two manot, to one person. All right? As in all years, the food... Um, you know, should not require any cooking. It should be re- edible. It should be ready to eat right away. 
the foods could be from the same beracha, contrary to what many people think. Okay? As long as they're two different foods. This year, a lot of people are concerned about receiving food out, from, out, from outside their home. And, and understandably so. So maybe it's worth thinking, reducing the amount of mishloch manot one distributes this year. You know, maybe consider reallocating extra mishloch manot resources to matanot la'evyonim, which, by the way, the Rambam writes specifically, is the preferred method anyways. That a person should do mishloch manot ish le'e'u, do the few close friends, and the majority of the money should go to matanot la'evyonim. There is no better year to employ that option than the year of COVID. I can imagine a lot of people won't be expecting the same amount of Mishloch Manot that they normally get. And as well, many people may say to themselves, I don't feel comfortable going around to other people's homes and exchanging gifts. I still want to fulfill the mitzvah. You st- and you still have to fulfill the mitzvah. But like I said, you only have to fulfill the mitzvah with one person. Mishloch Manot Ishlera Eu. So find your one person, fulfill the mitzvah. Or if you have a few other people that you are comfortable with or a part of your bubble, because that's the term that we use now, okay, so give to your bubble and fulfill the mitzvah. No need to go out and and cause uh, or raise the level of um, people being uncomfortable as a result of your of the hand packaging and we don't know where your hands touch we just don't want we want to avoid problems so maybe this is the year to avoid that and t- and take the resources that you would normally spend i normally spend uh, $500 on mishloch manot so i'm going to spend 100 this year and i'm going to give a few people and then i'll going to take the 400 and put it to to matanot yonim. that's just to give an example matanot yonim requires that you give money to at least two people in need on Purim Day, that they can celebrate Purim by having their own seuda, uh, by appointing uh, the rabbi or shaliach to distribute money on Purim. You can accomplish this mitzvah. We at our synagogue is all, have already sent out links for matanot le'avyonim as well as zechel machatita shekel where people can already begin to donate online. That money will be distributed by myself on Purim Day, so that you fulfill the mitzvah of Matanot Levonim on Purim, to make sure that it gets into the hands of the poor. Um, and, that's, and that's important. And as well, because of COVID, these are things that you, again, want to avoid. Normally we have our baskets, and everyone's exchanging cash, and you see a lot of money flying over the place. It's not something that we're that we're trying to encourage at this time. Now it's all used your, your credit card to tap. No cash, no handling of money or checks. So this year is, the again, a, a perfect opportunity to fulfill the mitzvah via online. It is no different than putting the cash in the basket. In fact, I would actually recommend it, especially this year for, for COVID. So just to recap what we spoke about today, and then we'll open it up for some questions. We spoke about Parashat Zachor. It's a mitzvah deoraita. A person should do whatever he can to listen with a, with a minyan. Um, if he is not able to do so, he can fulfill the mitzvah with the reading of Purim. If he has a kosher Torah in his house, he can read from there without a minyan and just not say the beracha. 
Um, and if he's really, really insisting on listening to, uh, to the to the then he can wait till Parashat Kitetzeh in late summer and have in mind the the Kiriyah that he missed. With regards to Megillah reading on Zoom, what I am uh, saying is that people who are in isolation, quarantine, because they were in contact with someone in COVID and they have no choice, or someone who is ill with COVID-19, may rely on uh, a Zoom reading or an online reading to fulfill their obligation for Kiryat Megillah. Um, however, a person that is not does not fall in that category and just feels like he wants to stay home will not fulfill his mitzvah and should come to synagogue to fulfill that. Those people that are staying at home to listen to Zoom, best to have a kosher Megillah at home to read from if possible. If you do have a kosher Megillah at home, then it's even allowed to listen to a pre-recorded class and read word for word with the recording that you hear. Um... Uh, if you don't have a, a kosher Megillah, then like we said, if you fall into that, if you're in that circumstance that you're you're stuck at home or you are sick, then you can rely on you can rely on Zoom. I just want to reiterate, this is only specifically for this year. And um, again, there are many many poskim, inclu- including great great chachamim that are not saying like me. They are they are against it. I respect their opinions. I totally understand where they're coming from. However, I do believe that this is Shatatchak. This is pressing need. This is extenuating circumstances where we would be allowed uh, to do so. Seudat um, Purim on a Friday. We want to do it as early as possible. Best to do it in the morning, if not before midday. If you can't do before midday, you could do it in the early afternoon, trying to end before Mincha Ketana, which is around 3.44. And Mishloach Manot, let's limit it, not too much. You're allowed to put it on person's steps if that makes the receiver and the giver more comfortable. But we should limit the amounts that we give and take those resources and reallocate them to Mishloach Manot, uh, to Matanot Levionim. Okay, at this point... Um, if anyone has a question, I'll be. Uh, you can unmute yourself and ask. Okay. I, I have two questions. Go ahead. Okay. Most people my age cannot read without points. Even if we have a Megillah, and I'm not talking for me, I'm talking about most people my age. We cannot. There's no way we can read a Megillah, even if we have it in front of us, because we we cannot read without points. We have to be honest with each other, right? Okay. Okay. That's number one. Number two, the woman. What about the woman? You didn't say, what about the woman? Where, where, you know, is she allowed to listen to the, to, by Zoom? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. When, when I, when I gave my, when I gave the psak for Megillah by Zoom, it was for men and women. Men and women have an equal obligation to listen to the Megillah on Purim. Okay, one thing is listen, another thing to read it. Okay, so, so that's why, so that's what I said. If you have a kosher Megillah, and by the way, you're, uh, there are Megillot that have that have Nekudot, but most don't. But if you have a kosher Megillah and you're able to read it, okay, then you can. Then that's, I'm saying that's that's better to do. But if you don't, then it's okay to just listen to it via Zoom, assuming it's it's alive, assuming it's live, not pre-recorded, right? Pre-recorded, pre-recorded will only help you when when you are reading. You know, you hear the words from the recording, and then you read. You follow with him. 
that's when pre-recorded will help you. Otherwise, it's got to be live. But in live Zoom, you're allowed to just listen? Yes. Just, uh, yes. You know, yes. And it's uh, without even calling. Just listen to the media. Yes. For the people, for the people that, that uh, again, uh, fulfill that criteria, they are stuck at home, they're in quarantine, yeah. and, and they can't get out. Okay, good. All right. All right. Any other questions? Feel free to speak up. You can unmute yourselves as well. Uh, for the Berachah before the Megillah, usually at the synagogue, the Chazan does the Berachah for the Ka'al. But for those that are at home, do they listen to the Berachah like at the synagogue, or do they do themselves the Berachah before the Megillah? Okay, good question. So it depends if they're re if they're reading it for themselves or not. So if, if they have the ability to read from the Megillah themselves and they have a kosher Megillah, then they should re they should recite the Beracha on 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 their own. Uh, if they can't, then they just listen to the they listen to the Chazan recite the Beracha, and then uh, they can answer Amen. You're allowed to answer Amen on a Beracha recited by Zoom, anyways. Um, regardless, a person uh, a person. You know, should should if the 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 final bracha, the haravet rivenu that comes in the end, Ashkenazim are more strict when it comes to that. They require a minyan in order to to um, to recite those last the, those last brachot. We Sfaradim are more mekil uh, when it comes to uh, the last brachot. Even if you have one person who's obligated to hear the megillah, you can you can uh, recite those uh, those last brachot, assuming you have a kosher megillah in front of you. Again, if you're not and you're just listening, then again, just answer uh, Amen from the Chazan. So, Rabbi, Max here. Um, so, my wife already prepared the baskets. Mm -hmm. um, so, are you saying on top of the baskets, we, we, we are obligated to give to the poor? We, we are obligated on both counts or... Either or. Men and women are obligated in both mitzvot. There are two. There, there are two separate mitzvot here. There's the baskets, which are the mishloach manot, which are the food items, and you, you're, uh, each person that's each adult, male and female, over the age of bar and bat mitzvah, are obligated to give two food items to one person. So your wife needs to give two food items to one person, and you yourself have to give two food items to one person. Uh, separate from that is the mitzvah of matanot la'avionim, where again you and your wife, and again every adult child is obligated to give matanot um, la'avionim food gifts or money to two people. Uh, so we we calculated that as uh, ten dollars is the cost of a gift for two people, so it's twenty dollars per person. All right, that's how we calculated it. So, sides from the baskets, you have the matanot ladyonim uh, obligation. So you're discouraging delivering baskets. I, I'm I'm discouraging giving uh, probably the, more than you have to. Uh, I, I, what you're normally used to giving in normal in, in, in normal years. 50, 60, I am discouraging that. I think a lot of people that are going around, it's just, you know, it's... And yeah, for sure that if you're going out, you got to be wearing a mask and you got to do what you have to do. There's no question about that. There are still laws in effect. But listen, social gatherings, 
and the get-togethers should be avoided. They should be avoided, and um, you know, the, and, and if 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 we can still fulfill the mitzvah by doing a smaller amount of mishloach manot, then okay, then that's what I'm saying we should do. Give to the people in your bubble, and I guarantee you, people are not going to take it as an insult of uh, why uh, why I didn't get the mishloach manot from this person when he normally gives. People understand the situation that we're in now. If people were fine not being invited to the the, the, the 20 people weddings in the summertime, I think they'll be fine uh, not getting a basket on Mishloach Manot. And of course, next year, hopefully this will all be said and done with you. You'll return to your normal ways. But you don't want to go out and, and potentially exposing uh, either yourself or other people coming in contact with things. A lot of people feel very uncomfortable with, with food that has been packaged by, by, by people um, not knowing, uh, you know, where they were or what they touched. I personally, for one, I'm, uh, I, you know, I'm not so worried about that. But again, I, I can't speak for everybody else. I can't. You don't know what the other people are thinking and um, how sensitive they are to these things. It's one of the one of our, one of the greatest challenges we have of COVID nineteen is respecting the wishes of other people. That's unfortunately and something I spoke about at the beginning a year ago, and it's it's. I cannot uh, relay this message uh, enough because people still don't understand. People get upset and they get, ah, oh, no, no, you're crazy. He's crazy. He's, uh, he's uh, so, uh, I don't know. He's, uh, we ca I can't speak for the other person. I don't know what goes through his mind or her mind. And therefore, it's better just to be safe. It's better just to be safe. So give to your bubble, give to your close family. And uh, and that's it. That's what I'm recommending. And th and take the money. Give more Give more. Give more matanot How can that be uh, any any worse? If anything, it's much much better according to Rambam, as I said. Okay, I have a basket for you. So. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and again, if you're gonna go out and give baskets, fine. If you, best to put it on the put it on the doorstep. For sure, that right. you know is is fine. No, you can come in, Max, of course. Rabbi, sorry, I'm sorry to hop up the time. Just, I'm just a little bit confused about this Seuda. So, what, what's the time limit? What's the time? Yeah, what, what's the latest we can do this Seuda? Again, I, I quoted an opinion of the Mishnah Bura that you can go really up to sunset. You know, the whole the Purim lasts until sunset, right? So... Our issue is that you want to have an appetite for your Friday night meal that is coming up. That's the, that's the problem here, and that's why we want to finish early enough that I can regain and rebuild that appetite. Um, so, so if you can have it in the morning or at least start it before midday, then that is the most accepted or uh, uh, you know or, or wanted opinion by by the the chachamim is to do it before midday. To start it, and then again try to finish before Mincha Ketana, before three forty-four, which is uh, which is that will give you ample time to I guess start feeling hungry again by the time Shabbat comes around. Rabbi Kadosh, yeah. said we should be eating meat. Um, is chicken considered, or should it has to be meat beef? It doesn't have to be meat. A person that is a vegetarian, you should should uh, should should eat things that, that bring him simha. 
So if meat doesn't bring you simcha, then you don't have to eat meat. This is certainly not uh, any worse than simchat yom tov. Right? Uh, Purim, although it is a holiday, does not have the status of Pesach, Shavuot, and Sukkot, which are biblical holidays, where we are more encouraged to eat meat. And even then, the Chachamim say, if you don't like meat, you know, fine. What is very important is wine. Um, wine, there's a special segula when it comes to wine, especially on Purim. Um, I always see people, they like to drink whiskey on Purim. I try to encourage them not to. Wine has the ability to bring simcha. And, um, and if you can drink some wine, then um, that is, I would say, is even more, is, is better than the meat. But to, to many people, wine and meat is a great combination to bring happiness. And a lot of people keep by that tradition. However, Abel, according to the strict letter of the law, the only thing that you need for a seuda is bread. In reality, that's what you need. And if you have bread with hummus, uh, there you go. You got your seuda. You got your seuda purim. Okay, perfect. Thank you. No problem. I've spoken to Megillah. I can recap what what part do you want to. Yes, so I, again, for those just joining, um, I, uh, I've i allowed Megillah by Zoom for those who are stuck in quarantine or are suffering from COVID-19. Um, otherwise, the Bet Knesset are open and a person should come to Bet Knesset to hear the Megillah in person. Again, I am, I am considering myself one of the more lenient ones. How, uh, there are many, many huge poskim including the Rishon Letzion, um, Chacham Yosef, that, uh, is, uh, who holds, that is totally asur to listen by Zoom. I know, I believe Rav Shlomo Miller is writing that it is totally asur, but um, there are other big Chachamim that say, given the extenuating circumstances and the Shat Adchak, the pressing need that we are all in right now, given the circumstances, that if you fit the criteria of a COVID ill patient or a person that is in isolation because he has no choice, he can listen via Zoom, um, assuming that it's a live uh, a live recording. Yeah, but I also heard that you can, if you follow with the kosher Megillah, with the real Megillah, Yes, I spoke to. And, and read it. I mean, it's, it's okay. To yes, I spoke to that. I spoke about that as well. That a person, if he has a kosher Megillah in front of him, that's even better. He can not only follow from a live um, recording, he can even do it from a pre-recorded. If you have a Megillah kosher in front of you and you want to, and you want to read word for word uh, verbatim after the recording, then you're allowed to do that, assuming you know how to read from a kosher Megillah. To listen to a pre-recorded Megillah reading is not good. It's not good. The only time your listening would be fine would be if it's live. Hello, Rebi. Hi, how are you? I'm okay. I came a little bit late to the to the show. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you said uh, what time we're supposed to start the the seuda Purim and what time we have supposed to finish the seuda because it's Friday night. Yes. Okay. So, um, the the again, I'll say it again. You want to try doing the seuda as early as possible in the morning, meaning after you hear the megillah, preferably before chatzot midday. And you want to try finishing it before 3.44, which is Mincha Ketana. 
if for whatever reason you can't do it that early and you really have until the until sunset to do so but you want to have you want to give yourself some time to build an appetite for your shabbat meal okay we have to drink wine you said it's yes very important to drink wine but we're gonna have kiddush after yeah you're yeah but that that kiddush is part of shabbat so you'll have an extra wine as well on shabbat Okay, we can say again the Kiddush. Yes, definitely. Yeah, you you will save your Katamazon, you will conclude your meal of Purim, and then you will start Kiddush when it comes time for Shabbat. Okay, thank you very much. You're Bye-bye. welcome. Well, I have a question. Yep. Um, for Matanov, does Ani have to be Jewish? Yes. For a short answer. Uh, and also, okay, and um, right, the the mitzvah says matanot, like presents plural. Mm-hmm. That's two presents. That's two presents for evyonim for for plural. Yes, so two for two. Right. What's what's two pres like? What's considered two presents? So we want you know we wanna we wanna give them a meal a meal that they could enjoy on Purim. So we've always calculated that to be about ten dollars, okay? Um, we uh, uh, um, about ten dollars for a meal, um, and then you can and then you give it to to two evioni, so it's twenty dollars so, per person. So twenty dollars each. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Rob. No problem. Because because we are on a on a COVID year, should we? Like reduce the amount of of Yeah. So I, I did. Uh, because of corona, not... Yes, I did. I did go at length about that yeah. as well. I spoke about that. That uh, you should. I'm encouraging people to reduce the amount of mishloach manot, um, and instead reallocate that money towards matanot levionim. You, you you know you still need to fulfill the mitzvah mishloach manot. So give to your 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 close bubble. Uh, fulfill the mitzvah. You really can only. You, you really need only one person. Mishloach manot. You fulfill the mitzvah with one person. But if you want to give a few more, then it's fine. But I, I would encourage refraining from the normal dozens of people that we give year in and year out for this year only. Okay. I mean, in terms of machasita shekel, is the shul going to still be accepted? Machasita shekel. We've already we've we've already sent out links. Um, yeah, yes, I saw it, but. Uh, Yes, there will there will be baskets available. Note that the price of silver has skyrocketed in the last a couple of weeks for those following the news. Uh, therefore, we've set out we've set out machatita shekel at ten dollars instead of uh, was seven seven fifty in the last few years. It's now at ten dollars given the, the high price of silver. That's how we calculate it according to Svaradim. So uh, keep note of that. Again, the information was sent out by email. Rabbi, excuse me, another question. Every every Purim, I get the card instead of Mishroch Barot. Is okay? No problem? The, um, the card does not substitute Mishloch Manot. The card is, uh, is really, if, if anything, um, just a donation to an institution. Um, but the, sometimes the card said, yeah, you're right. I, I know I know what it says on the card. I, I, I disagree with the uh, the verbiage on the card. Uh, the language used should not be used. I've said that for many years. 
person should not say in lieu of mishloach manot uh, a donation has been made. That's not mishloach manot. The card being sent is not mishloach manot. Uh, yeah. You want to give a donation to uh, to a school or to a kolel or to this kol to you tiskul mitzvot. It's great, but that's not your mishloach manot. You still need to give two foods, okay, yeah. to uh, to one person. So it you know you, and you can do that. You can just you know give. I understand the the concept matanot levyonim increasing matanot levyonim, but um, but sometimes these organizations that that I respect very much, I'll go on record uh, by saying this: I respect these organizations greatly, but these organizations, a lot of them are not evyonim organizations. They're not organizations that care for the the poor. They're organizations that deal with education. They are organizations that uh, deal with Torah study, which is equally as important. But we have to give to the poor. That's what Matanot Levyonim is. So if you're going to give an organization on Purim, make sure it's an organization that feeds the needy and takes care of the of the destitute. That's what we need to focus on. Um, and give and, and you want to send cards, you know, give a, a Pesach drive, do it on Rosh Hashanah or something. But on on Purim, it should be directed to the poor, and it should not and should not be that card cannot be in Mishloach Manot. Mishloach Manot is a totally separate mitzvah. Okay. No problem. This should for the ladies for uh, for uh, listening to the Begila. You're doing it after the man, right? Yes. So, uh, so what about with the fast? So they're going to be breaking the fast first and then listen to the man. Yes. The idea the idea would be that the women will break the fast um, before they come to the synagogue. But it's a custom usually to listen. Yes, the, 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 the custom is to normally wait, obviously. Um, but uh, again, shat atchak, extenuating circumstances, and we, we do our best. Okay, everybody. Um, thank you very much for, for joining. This this has been recorded by audio. I will be posting it on our uh, WhatsApp chat and as well as our podcast for people that want to review. Please, I encourage you to share it with your uh, friends, family, because I'm sure they have the same questions that, uh, that you did and that I address here tonight. Wishing you a wonderful evening and we'll see you soon. Take care. Good night.